Hello and welcome to the Dead Cool Show. This is Ronan, the creator and presenter and producer of it all. I've been doing this as a DJ set for years where I play only music where the main person on the record is dead. I've always wanted to do more with it and I've taken a long time to get to it and here it is. So every episode we will look at people who passed away around this time of the week at some point in history. We start with Mabel John.
Stones and might as well start putting uh, the connections together and explain how this show is going to generally work. The plan is it will have about 42 minutes of music per episode, which will be about 11 songs, but I've already broken the rule on the first episode and a bit of talking in between every few songs. So that's not exactly groundbreaking format-wise, but as a lover of music, not genres, and a lover of facts and connections. Hopefully we'll be able to tie a lot of things together. So those two songs both feature people who passed away very recently, in fact. So that first song was uh, Mabel John with Your Good Thing Is About To End. And she died on the 25th of August, uh, 2022. So tomorrow, as I record it, will be her one-year anniversary. And particularly of note for her was she was the first uh, female artist to be signed to Motown. Now, she didn't have the most well-known career of all the acts on Motown. You might have heard of the other ones. I'm sure we'll be playing many over the years. That's not a threat to the ones that are alive. It's just a fact. But um, she appeared as a backing singer with a lot of people over the years, probably most famously would be Ray Charles. And she appeared on the 20 Feet from Stardom documentary, which won many plaudits, uh, rightfully so, about backing singers. But obviously we want to spotlight her in her own right. 
but in that documentary she does uh, make an appearance and who also makes an appearance is female singers who sang with the Rolling Stones the drummer of whom of course was Charlie Watts whose anniversary is today two years ago and that was uh, Stray Cat Blues from Beggar's Banquet it's going to take me a few episodes to get the rhythm of this I accept that uh, but hopefully it won't be too heavy handed with the connections as I go forward this is where I'll thank the Patreons as well but don't have them yet but if you listen to this and go I'd like to be one um, that this is for you now, we're going to play a few songs in a row now, and I have reached out to different buddies of mine who happen to be from Brazil um, with this next guy. Uh, so he was the 21st of August, 1989. He left this uh, mortal coil, and it is Raul Sexas, S-E-I-X-A-S. Uh, I practiced this, and I've fluffed it and I have the ability to go back and edit it but sometimes you've just got to be real and the song is Rock X and it was co-written with uh, Pilo Colo Pilo Colo, the, the, the writer um, the well-known writer sorry, obviously every song that's co-written by someone is a writer but the well-known writer um, I heard some juicy absolutely unverified um gossip I suppose about it gossip implies that it's very recent urban myth perhaps or urban fact it's up to you to dig into that Um, but that's the first song we're going to play now and we're going to have a bunch in a row and I'll be back to you in a bit Você me entende, olha o meu sapato novo Minha calça colorida, o meu novo way of life Eu tô tão lindo, porém bem mais perigoso Aprendi a ficar quieto e começar tudo de novo O que eu quero, eu vou conseguir O que eu quero, eu vou conseguir Pois quando eu Pede mais e pede mais. Eu tinha medo do seu medo do que eu faço, medo de cair no laço que você me preparou. Eu tinha medo de ter que dormir mais cedo numa cama que eu não gosto só porque você mandou. Que eu quero, eu vou conseguir. O que eu Você é forte, mas eu sou muito mais lindo O meu cinto cintilante, a minha bota, o meu boné Não tenho pressa, tenho muita paciência Na esquina da falência que eu te pego pelo pé O que eu quero, eu vou conseguir Eu vou conseguir 
Olha o meu charme, minha túnica, meu terno Eu sou o anjo do inferno que chegou pra lhe buscar Eu vim de longe, vim de uma metamorfose Numa nuvem de poeira que pintou pra lhe pegar O que eu quero, eu vou conseguir oh, O que eu quero, eu vou conseguir oh, Pois quando eu quero, todos querem Quando eu quero, todo mundo pede mais Mas se assusta com o que eu faço Isso eu já posso ver E foi com isso justamente que eu vi Maravilhoso aprendi que eu sou mais forte que você O que eu quero Eu vou conseguir E pede mais E pede bis E pede mais
Wowie. That was something. Anyway, I've been doing my homework. I'm not going to pretend I knew all these things five days ago, but I'm glad I know them now. I'm going to tell you my findings. Hopefully, at least something I tell you will end up in a table quiz or something, or a conversation. And of course, sometimes it's good just to know things, not to prove to other people you do. Anyway, speaking of knowing things and education, I suppose, let's start with who was leading that last song. So that was the Stan Kenton Orchestra with a song called Maynard Ferguson being led on trumpet by Maynard Ferguson. So they didn't look far with the titling of that song. But to talk about Stan Kenton, he passed away in 1979 on the 25th of August. And he was a jazz pianist, arranger, big band leader. But he was driven by education, which I always find inspired, inspiring these days. Um, and so he started a thing that, from what I've been reading, has interchangeable names of the Stan Kenton Jazz Clinics, Band Clinics, Jazz Camp. Um, and he basically started it, and this is a quote, he was concerned, no, he conceived it out of the idea where he was concerned that the education of jazz and all its forms was not reaching teenagers who showed signs of interest in it. He strongly felt that the survival of jazz depended heavily on the ability of leaders and artists in the jazz community to educate a younger generation. So this would have been um, 1920s direction. He would have been starting, maybe, sorry, uh, I'm going to say maybe more the 30s, but some of the people who have come out of his jazz clinics, and they've continued despite him uh, passing on, of course. Possibly the most famous player to come out of it would have been Keith Jarrett. And I noticed another name that stood out to me was Billy Zoom, who formed the, I suppose, for the want of a better term, punk band X, which is not linked in any way to Twitter, but I'm sure... Elon Musk will sort of retroclaim them in some way. But um, why that particularly came to mind is yesterday in Cork, where I'm recording this, was the launch of the Cork Jazz Festival. And I was trying to find a link between those jazz camps I was talking about and the festival coming up. And I'm convinced I can find someone eventually where... They went to that camp and are performing on the bill. But I just also wanted to record this and get it out into the air because, you know, people need podcasts. But there is a guy singing on the festival this year, Kurt Elling, who I actually interviewed before for the, the Echo. But somebody who has drummed regularly with him is Gary Hobbs. And he was an attendee when he was younger, of the Stan Kenton camp. And he went, ended up playing in Stan Kenton's band. So there we go. And as I said, the title of that song was Maynard Ferguson. And he passed away on the 23rd of August, 
1978. I know I'm throwing a lot of days and dates and years at you, like an older relative trying to fill you in on how to get in the will, but I'm saying it in a fact-sharing way. But he was a Canadian jazz trumpeter born in 1928. And 1950, 51 and 52, he won the Downbeat magazine's uh, Best Trumpeter poll. And he's also in their Hall of Fame. And not just was he brilliant at playing the instrument, he also invented an instrument, which I was impressed by. So it's called the Firebird, and it's a type of trumpet with three valves and the addition of a trombone style slide and I don't have a recording of it to play for you because I I really do want to keep this show with a certain amount of songs but I'm sure I could start an additional songs playlist or something but it was invented by Maynard Ferguson and Larry Ramirez. It's a very rare specialist instrument but I'm sure at some point you will see it being played. Before that, we had Laura Brannigan with the song Gloria, which I came back into my life recently. I'm not going to give any spoilers. Well, look, if you like the TV show uh, Somebody Somewhere, and if you don't, there's you need to have a cold hard look at yourself, to be honest, because it's brilliant television. But if you're halfway through season two, just fast forward about 30 seconds from what I'm about to say from now. So Laura Brannigan's glorious song is the song that is sung at the end at the wedding scene. Uh, and I certainly didn't catch the breadcrumb trail throughout series two where it was obviously going to be that song. I just didn't click and before that we had uh, Rock Seeks and I'm wondering now because it's in Portuguese am I missing an obvious pun that's part of my life I assume everything's a pun if not it could be now this is going to be a section I do called people of note so basically people who died on this date who possibly made music well no They didn't make music, but one person helped people who make music, if you know what I mean. And on this day in 1967, Gregory Goodwin Pincus died, and he was one of the uh, biologists and academics who co-created the birth control pill, which definitely had an impact on the 60s, which definitely had an impact on the music, which has had an impact on the music I play now. Uh, 1974, on the 26th of August, uh, Charles Lindbergh passed away. And obviously he did a load of things. Uh, he, he was one of the first, he was the first person to do a non-stop flight from New York to Paris in the spirit of St. Louis. And uh, he did many other things. He was... He's, I had a lovely argument with a friend on WhatsApp. Was was he a politician or not? He was never elected, but he was definitely part of different lobby groups and conceivably could have gone into politics. But of course, everyone could have, I suppose. Uh, 
But as a bit of good trivia, he the Time magazine, they always have the person of the year on the cover. And he was the very first person of the year, uh, even though it was man of the year at the time, in 1928. 8th, sorry, th- 23rd of August, 1305, we're going all the way back. Freedom! William Wallace died. Uh, if you haven't seen Braveheart, I've just given away the ending. Spoilers all over the place. And um, one final thing, just probably connected to the world of music. Uh, Sid Bernstein, uh, 2013, so 10 years ago, on the 21st of August, he was the f- one of the first people to organise rock concerts in sports stadiums. So before intimate venues and now Stadium Rock. And he has led directly, I'm sure we could make a hot take out of it, that that's why hotel prices are so high now, because <laughs> event concerts are so big now. I'm just throwing that out there. You can tell I didn't write out my fact about him as clearly as the previous three. And we're going to go to a happy place now. Um... 23rd of August 2012, a fellow passed away called Jerry Nelson. He's done a load of things as a voice actor. He was a very close workmate of Jim Henson. You could probably do deep dive shows on all these people, and maybe I will in the future. But right now it's just going to be songs and a bit of chat. So while he worked on loads of Sesame Street shows and the Muppet shows, he, for my money, shone the most on Fraggle Rock, which is my favourite of the Jim Henson um, universe, I suppose we'll call it. So I'm going to play you two songs from Fraggle Rock that he was the lead voice on. And then we'll follow that with another bit of, of team music from my childhood. Bring me pain, they bring me woe, they bring me 
me your pain. I lose the spark Living in the dark How I wish my song could be a sign Where did that come from? Sing it like a bird Sunlight in my words Learn to sing the golden sun to shine Must be from the music Shine on, shine on me Shine on, shine on me The trash heap said, do stuff you've always done before And Uncle Matt said, nothing is more important than music Ditsies, that's it, they must live on music I'm in the night, can't locate the light How I wish I knew the right design Music in the air, making brightness there Learn to sing the golden sun to shine I'd sing Shine on, shine on me Imagining a Q 
cute little girl running down a hill and eventually stumbling. Um, but what's sort of happening now is it's more like a big middle-aged man sitting at his desk and stumbling. So if you can imagine, what's his name? Isaiah. Isaiah, that was the character. And the beardy fella, that's who I'm saying I look like. And I'm stumbling through the technology. Um, so that's Little House on the Prairie. And that was composed by a fella called David Rose, who passed away on the 23rd of August, 1990. And he was a remarkably interesting and varied chap. So one thing he did was he wrote a lot of theme music. So some of the other songs or pieces of music he wrote was the theme tune to Bonanza, uh, which if you grew up in Ireland, uh, RTD showed a lot. Uh, the, uh, like a tree, I think it was. Doesn't really matter. And we'll find out eventually. But it was a Western show. Maybe it was T.J. Parker had it actually. Yeah. Bonanza. And he also wrote the team tune to Highway to Heaven, which also co starred the guy who was Isaiah in Little House in the Prairie and was a co-star with Michael Landon. And probably should have maybe used that piece of music first anyway, because the next piece of music I'm going to play was also composed by David Rose and The Highway to Heaven was not exactly subtle about its religiosity. Um, And this next song you would not expect to have come from the same pen. But another little bit of trivia is David Rose was also married to Judy Garland. So irrelevant, or is any of this relevant, or is everything part of one big tapestry of knowing and enjoying things? Okay, I realise I was leaving ye to do a lot of the heavy lifting there with the thinking. <laughs> okay, so why I put that in, I thought it would be funny, is because it's obviously called, well, it's called The Stripper, and it's renowned for being connected to, you know, burlesque uh, routines and stuff. And I just thought it was funny because it was composed and written by the same guy who did The Highway to Heaven theme music and Little House in the Prairie which is so wholesome but I also was expecting you to then jump to the Markham and Wise kitchen uh, breakfast sketch but I I realised maybe I should have not put that much pressure on you and you might have just thought I was putting on stripping music but there we go written by the same guy he died on this day in in history but this is the section where we'd also have um what i call honorable mentions so it's people i just couldn't fit into today's mix or collection so i want to give a shout out all the way back to 1978 on the 24th of august when uh, louis prima died um always not 
ideal to try and squash an entire working career into one thing they did. But um, the King of the Swingers, uh, Jungle Book, uh, would be his uh, best known piece. Then Stevie Ray Vaughan, the lauded and loved uh, guitarist. Um, there's so many songs I could have played by him as well, but just I, I can't play everything. And I'm sure I won't just be doing shows based on the date. It's just this is something I'm going to hang some of the shows on as I find my feet. We then had a woman called Anna German, but she wasn't uh, German. The, the, there's always an issue of when people were born in what no longer exists as the country, but when she was born, it was the Soviet Union. Oh, am I, I'm doubting myself. It was the Soviet Union when she was born. She died in 1982 on the 25th of August. But you'd, you wouldn't believe this um, for someone who was born in, in that region. Would you believe, right? You, you, it's impossible. You wouldn't believe it. But it honestly, her father, right, the Russian authorities didn't like the cut of his jib. So he was arrested on false charges and executed. And her grandfather was incarcerated in a gulag by the... Um, the I suppose the, the communists we'd call them, and he died there. So it's great to know Russia has changed him huh, over the decades. Then on the twenty second of August in two thousand and eleven, Nicholas Ashford passed away, who would be best known for the song "Solid" by Ashford and Simpson. But he would have written loads of songs that appeared with various Motown artists, uh, lo loads of people. And then way back to 1521 is uh, Josquin de Prez and the 27th of August. And I have seen him referred to as the first Western composer to retain posthumous fame. And if this podcast is about anything, if Dead Cool is about anything, it's to help people retain their posthumous fame. So this is a shout out to him and all the all the presses. So um, the next three songs. Um, um, yeah, the 26th of August, 1981, Lee Hayes passed away. He was a songwriter and performer in the the folk era of the 50s and 60s in the States. And he was one of the four weavers. And he co-wrote this next song with um, oh, Pete Seeger. Uh, and it's called If I Had a Hammer. If I had a hammer I'd hammer in the morning I'd hammer in the evening All over this land I'd hammer out danger, I'd hammer out a warning, I'd hammer out love between all of my brothers all over this land. If I had a bell, I'd ring it in the morning, I'd ring it in the evening, all over this land. 
And I feel bad even talking over that last bit of it. But that was uh, Sinead O'Connor with um, She Moved Through the Fair. I'm really aware this, uh, in this particular moment that out of context or just hearing a snippet that this might seem like I'm um, making fun or you know, being disrespectful to any of the people I mentioned, but I'm not. I'm I'm genuinely celebrating everything in the best way I can. Um, I know she has very recently passed away and it feels bad speaking about her as a as a point of information rather than a force of of power. Um but that was Sinead O'Connor singing She Moved Through the Fair from the Michael Collins soundtrack. And of course Michael Collins himself, uh he died hundred and one years ago two days ago and um, before that we had Aaliyah with one of the very few songs she is uh, credited with writing Uh, it's Death of a Player Um, I say credited with writing because having gone she passed away in a plane crash on the 25th of August 2001 so tomorrow tomorrow um, not not any. Oh. Anyway, um, so obviously some of Aaliyah's biggest hits were written by a terrible man, so didn't want to play that, uh, to even have to mention um, his work. Uh, and then I started looking into it, and she's only credited with writing two songs or in, in her career, but then having read some, now look, Reddit and Quora, you, you couldn't trust to tell you the weather, I know, but... People made the point that they had heard people who worked in those studios that they heard her contributing all the time, but she was never credited. Uh, that's a problem throughout the music industry and in, in history, particularly for women, particularly for young people, particularly for people of colour. And Aaliyah fell into all those categories. But that was one song she is definitely credited with writing. And we followed that with Sinead O'Connor with She Moved Through the Fair. And this next song I want to finish with, um, straight away I'm aware that it's another song Sinead O'Connor didn't write, but we're going to finish with Sinead O'Connor's version of it. 
But on the 27th of August in 1974 was the death day of Haley Selassie, the, uh, an incredibly broad history. I can't really be um, just making about this or that, but he is credited with this incredible speech in 1963 to the UN, which when you dig into it, it's not very clear if he did if he wrote it specifically for the UN um, assembly because about twenty years previously he quoted or he used some of the similes and words in another speech to the League of Nations and there is a consensus that he co-wrote it or had it written with another um, uh, academic activist. This isn't the podcast to sort all those things out, but it's generally attributed that Bob Marley wrote the song War based on the lyrics or the words from Haley Selassie's speech in the UN. And that song is the same song Sinead O'Connor sung on SNL, where she then tore up the picture of the Pope and then sung again a few days later in Madison Square Garden at the Bob Dylan uh, birthday gig all these things have been mentioned so much recently um you can look into it yourself if you want more details of Sinead O'Connor but I'm sure you've heard of that by now but this is a version that she recorded in a recording studio on her album Throw Down Your Arms and it features a percussionist called um Sticky Thompson who passed away on the 25th of August 2014 so this is an example of how a load of things tied together. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't like the talking, at least 75% of the podcast has been music and it's all good music. So lads, um, thanks for listening. Have a great life and see you again soon, I hope. Never attain Will everywhere is war
Bye. 